welcome to spill the beans episode one season one today we have two fantastic people one of them is kenny kara and then we got ali mokdad so kenny is a realtor um, planning on becoming a self-made millionaire and so is Ali, but he's not a realtor. He owns a coffee shop, which we are sitting at right now. And uh, he seems to be quite successful at it. So we'll ask him some questions about that and see how it goes. How's it going, guys? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. Tell me all about you, Ali. Imagine like that I don't know you. I'm from Lebanon, first of all. I came here when I was 32 years old. And how old are you now? I'm 38. 38. You came here when you were 32? Yeah. So that's what, six years? Yeah, it's around 2016 I came to Canada. January, January 2016. How was it? Snowy? Yeah, it was. Do you remember coming off the plane? Oh, yeah. I remember the first day <laughs> of the plane. I was by myself. I don't know anybody in Canada, like zero. And I went to Edmonton first. Oh, shit. And that's even worse than California. First, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was in January too, right? <laughs> yeah. And the first the doors open and airport doors open and there's like wind and like a storm outside and i just like stood up in there just like what the hell did i do yeah i said like Uh, why i'm here (laughs) like what i'm doing here right but i know i know i met friend online like a month before i came to canada and i contact her and i told her like can you pick me up and she did that and I rented like she had a room for like Airbnb and I rented the room for a month until I stood up on my feet. Was she from Lebanon too or? No. No? Where's she's she Canadian. Oh, okay. She was, she's from Edmonton. How did you know her? Like Tinder. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the questions I got to ask. Yeah. To get to the bottom of things. Yeah. When, when you don't know anybody outside, like in, in a different country, friend. this is the best approach to know people, right? That's awesome, man. Um, and I started roaming around um, in like a week after. Um, I just met a guy that I haven't seen him like since 2001. I met him in Lebanon once. Holy. And you met him in Edmonton? Yeah, his cousin called me. He said, like, why don't call? His name is Ali, J- Ali Jamal. Ali Jamal? Yeah. His Shout n- out to Ali Jamal if you're watching us. Yeah. <laughs> so his cousin called me. He said, like, why don't call Ali Jamal and see where he's at? I, I knew Ali Jamal. He's, he's in London, Ontario. Uh, sorry, in Windsor, Ontario, right? No, okay, yeah. So I said, like, I will give him a call. I was yeah. walking on the White Avenue, and I give him a call. He said, like, dude, I have a shop. On like, White he fixed Avenue? phones. Yeah. Oh, wow. And on White Avenue. So I met him, and they took care of me. This, they, are, they are my family now in Canada, yeah. There you go, man. What, yeah. kind, of, well, what kind of shops were they? Uh, they were fixing phones. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, laptops, whatever. Oh, like, okay, okay. Yeah. So and I learned, stuff, a tr- I, le- I learned a trade from him a little bit. Was helping him. So I, I butchered a couple phones at the beginning. So you can, you, you're saying you can fix my laptop if it's broken? Yeah, like fix your laptop, fix your phone, fix anything. It's like, perfect, man. Perfect. Yeah. So how, how long did, did you stay in Edmonton? I stayed for seven months. Seven months. And I got Ali Jamal. He knew somebody. Um, he has like 
assets in or in Spirit Halloween. Where? Oh. Spirit Halloween. Is it like Halloween like store? A giant store during Halloween opens up. It's like pop-ups. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard. Pop- pop- I'm not Halloween from around season. here either, so I have no idea. There, like, there's been like a long time here, but like, yeah. it's the biggest like Halloween store in North America, right? So he has it in Edmonton or here too? He was the one who was uh, responsible on Spirit Halloween uh, in, in Alberta. It's, it's a cool business idea. It's a very good business idea. Like three months, smart. you'll make a million dollars, you go home. Yeah, he's rents Three a, months. Yeah. He leases a place for a couple months, right? Yeah, Right months. before Halloween. Yeah. Right? So it's like a little market for Halloween. Yeah. The Halloween market. Yeah, exactly. And, and they are very expensive. And the majority of the stuff is, is made in China. They sell costumes. That's sell not a bad idea. Costumes, candy, all Halloween. Anything Everything. you think of. Everything Anything. you know. Props. Halloween party stuff. Yeah. Giant props. Mm. Yeah, it's but they are they are they are very good. They're making good money. Yeah. I had an opportunity to work with him in Calgary. So I moved to Calgary and I started working with him and I met my wife. Oh nice. Melissa. Melissa, yeah. She came to the store. And we just went a couple of times together, and um, I'm with her since. And this is how I moved to Calgary. I decided to move to Calgary because she's she's a school teacher. She cannot leave her school in, in, in Calgary to move mm-hmm. to Edmonton. So we can thank Melissa for having Ellie in Calgary. Oh yeah, this is because of her. I'm here. Man. <laughs> Thanks, Melissa. So you've been to Calgary five years, and what is it? Five months. Yeah, almost almost six years by now. Almost six years. Yeah. So were you always working at the Halloween store? I was when when I came to Canada. I, I came to as a visitor, and I got like the work permit for for a while because like I applied as as a refugee here, and that during the times it took like two years to got an answer from the government the government from the the court about my status right finally after two two and a half years or so i got approved for my for my status and i got the, the permit resident in that period of time i was working in and out every season with spirit halloween um just working in uh, landscaping just something like i can work with because just to keep busy yeah because everything you learn back home when you come to Canada, you count it as zero here. It's, it's, yeah, it's different. Yeah, so you need to go back to school, and you need to study like at least a year, and so you can like do like equivalent to your education in Lebanon, and then you can work with the field. I worked for nine years as a sales executive in a hotel back home. So when I came here, I applied for hotels, but... Nothing, eh? Yeah, one guy, he was like very nice, and he said like, listen, I don't want you to waste your time. If you don't have experience in Canada, they are not going to hire you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you better go to school, study, and after you study, um, apply, then people will hire you. And they will hire you as as probationary period or like an apprentice, I want to say, mm-hmm. to learn everything in and out. So I was in a very bad situation, depression in one hand, and another hand, I'm, I'm out, I cannot find a job anymore. So, Melissa, who's my wife, yep. she said, why don't, um, I heard you like once, you want to be a barber. So why don't go to school and do barbering? It's really like I don't have money to go with. It's like at least 35, four grand to go 
for my, two months for, to, to go to, to the to the school to the barbering yep. school and I need like four grand so she landed me the money said like this is the money go learn and when you start working you pay me back and when I finished I went to Edmonton for two months I lived with my friend for two months finished the school come back home to Calgary the first guys I called is London Barbers what made you want to call them first because I was I used to live in first street and 13th Avenue in downtown and the close they were on fourth so the walking distance the first nearby shop was London Barbers so I called them told them like hey do you guys want an apprentice they said yes they took me in taught me because so when a lot of people here they think like learning be a barber is easy when it's you go hard. to school yeah. it doesn't matter months two months nine months learning it's not the same when you when you are in the barbershop when I went to the barbershop like everything I learned it's zero I start from zero yeah. like it's I don't know how to explain it for you like it's literally all useless right it's because you were practicing on mannequins mm -hmm. and the mannequins is easy to fade when when it comes to hair to, to human hair there's tons of different type of hair and each hair has a different technique to cut mm -hmm. and to fade so I struggled like for three months until I learned and I got back stood up on my feet and I started getting customers and yeah wow. stayed with them the rest like, is history oh, wow. yeah who was the biggest influence for you at london barbers who was your best teacher there's one guy his name is ali he's from iraq is that you oh no okay different ali um <laughs> no his name his, his name is ali yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's from iraq he was so fast and so good in 15 minutes he will do zero fade and he's done like imagine like he's taking like 50 uh, 50% of every each haircut they charge like $36 50% like do four, four haircuts in one hour yes he, he's doing like three to four haircuts an hour wow. right he bought he bought his house he bought like two two trucks and he moved later on after like two months or three months when I was an apprentice I was looking at his work shadowing him learning from him and uh, he was like he was very good and i told him like listen ali one day i'm gonna be faster faster than you yeah he said like it's not gonna happen because like, i've been cutting <laughs> I've, I've been cutting hair since i was 12 years old i told, I told him like the difference between you and me i'm, I'm a fast learner you're not yeah. this is why it took you a long time to be like fast but i will be faster than you yeah. and i'm fast right now like in 15 minutes i'll do the haircut do the whole yeah. Thing, oh yeah um, but like when I went to to the barbering school, the major influence was a barbershop in Nordam hmm. called the Scumbags Barbershop. It's an interesting name. They have <laughs> probably fourteen haircuts on the wall, old wow. school haircuts, oh, okay, and okay. each haircut has a different name: Quiff, Scumbags, Boogie, Nice, uh, the Butcher. Yeah those haircuts mm -hmm. and those 14 haircuts that they are the only haircuts that they cut in a barbershop if you came in and tell them like oh. hey i want a buzz cut 
they will tell you fuck off. If it's not on the wall, they don't do it. As long as they you have styles and that's it. Yeah, that's it. They'll tell you like leave. Oh. Just choose one of these or. Um, Are they still okay. around? Is that a Calgary? It's one of the um, the f- most famous barbers barbershop in the world, oh, and the the owner. There are two owners, partners. One of them is called the butcher. He called himself the butcher. His nickname is the butcher. Um, he traveled the world, do conferences, and cut hair and teach people how to do how to cut hair. Yeah, because. His way of cutting hair is not just a machine. Yeah. He's like something called clipper overcomb from like 0.5 all the way up. Clipper overcomb. He doesn't use the, so the guard. So he uses scissors. Oh. He doesn't use, yeah, scissor and clipper overcomb. He doesn't use guards like number one, number two, number yeah. three. He doesn't use them. So his way. It's old school. It's very old school. And yeah. even the cuts there, the haircuts there are very old school. It's 1920s haircut. Mm-hmm. You can see them like on Peaky Blinders, all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. are these guys what? They're British? They're not British. They are like from Holland, from Netherlands. Oh, from, from Netherlands. From, yeah, uh, Rotterdam. Well, okay. Oh, okay. Um, and I was watching their video, and like till today, yeah. If somebody came came to my chair and said like, "Hey, I want 1920s haircut, this style." The excitement that I have, like you cannot imagine, and I will do like I will just take my time and enjoy the haircut. I, I mm-hmm. doesn't mean like I hate new school, but I prefer old school on the new school. What's but why, 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 why do you prefer it? The beauty of it. Okay. Uh, Simplicity, right? The style. Yeah. The, the, it has like yeah, it has like meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, all they do is just like fade zero and good to go. So everyone wants the same thing almost. Yeah. yeah, but back in the days, you can't find like a crooked line in the middle of your head. But the haircut looks so gorgeous. Yeah, like it's beautiful haircut. So this is why. And um, uh, there's there's haircut called the uh, the quiff. Mm-hmm. It, uh, the bank is so high. Mm-hmm. And in the back is so short. It's, you look like I don't know how to explain it. I think I like a is dinosaur. It kind of like the Elvis Presley haircut or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like really long yeah, yeah. on the front and yeah. short on the back. The pompadour. It's is that was called pompadour. The pompadour, pompadour is when you when you split it on the side. Okay. But when you when you do like the slick back with the, with the really yeah. long hair on the front and yeah. short hair on the back, they call it the quiff. The quiff. Jeez, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's something that Mitch would like. I feel like uh, whoever buddy oh, yeah. his name is Mitch. I wouldn't even know. I'm barely here, so <laughs> trying to get rid of this too. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah. So you did barbering. I met you, Ali, at Eighth Avenue building mm-hmm. first time. I think yeah. I think I think that was the first time I, I met you. Used to go to just um, cover some shifts on Eighth Avenue okay. location. Yeah, yeah. And I met you there. Yeah. Is there f- is London Barber's first shop was on Fourth? You said, that's where the, the Mongolian place, yeah. that where the Mongolian barbecue was or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 now yeah, yeah. they moved like just fifteen meters, like the new buildings. On yeah, because the they demolished that building. They demolished the Mongolian yeah. building. Yeah, the restaurants. Okay, so you, so you were just covering some shifts because yeah, I remember. Yeah, I came back to Eighth Avenue. I think they closed the Eighth Avenue place one, right? They closed it like with uh, because of COVID. 
and the landlord they want like a lot of money and this is before covid and they didn't work out properly so they didn't have a deal with the landlord so they left yeah. they okay. closed the shop there the first london barbers i ever went to and i don't know if i ever met you there was the one in kensington remember there was one where the they had the coffee coffee shop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. were you there barbara. i've never been there but no. i used to go visit there okay uh the kensington was the second location second location that was my favorite location yeah if so yeah like if um the og place was the the fourth street one and then kensington and they opened eighth avenue and later on after they closed eighth avenue after the pandemic they opened in country health location oh i didn't know there's one in country hills yeah they closed the kensington because they decided to um that plaza Uh, the owner i think died or something like that and they want to sell it so this is why the london barbers left yeah but after we left and closed everything they decided to keep the plaza <laughs> yeah so they, we they lost pulled, the barbershop the yeah, unit on you guys it was a very successful barbershop on the on yeah there, right that, that's the first one i've ever tried out and that's why i started using london barbers yeah because of kensington location yeah And then I met you, and then you were my barber ever yeah. since. I only cheated on you once. My girlfriend cut my hair during COVID. <laughs> well, I was yeah. in the picture, man. It was, it was a disaster. Yeah, everybody cheated on their barber during <laughs> <and> the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's disasters coming to the barbershop, bro. Yeah. yeah. She was proud of it, though. It's okay. She yeah. did a good job. Of course. Yeah. So she thinks. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. And then the last location that London Barbers opened was... Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah. That was your work of art, right? Well, yeah, I put like some thoughts in it. Like the design with the help of the landlord barbers, the owner. And uh, yeah, it was beautiful. We we did it like industrial old school. Yeah, with like Harley. Uh, I'm sorry. The 1920s vibrate. Right? Yeah, 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. with a lot of wood uh, metals on the walls. We have like Harley Davidson. Mm. Um Yeah, like old old school. We have like a really old museum there in the corner. Like we have a ch- we have a chair barber chair like probably a hundred plus years old. Probably. Yeah, I like your cinema old like theater seats too. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. In the yeah, waiting yeah. room, those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, those are very old, like 1930s, yeah. 1940s wow. yeah. seats. Yeah. But my favorite is the shower in the washroom. Right beside the toilet. No, we don't have a shower. <laughs> <on the wall. laughs> yeah, and uh, so you you were like so so you put some work into that. Yeah. Right. So do you still cut hair, Ali, or no? I I was cutting hair for uh, I want to say a year, less than a year, around six months or so at the new location, and I had an opportunity to open the coffee shop next door because since i since i started like working in the new location of barber and the barbershop and we had a lot of people in and from the community coming for a haircut and stuff like that and everybody was telling me like oh this area is missing a coffee shop and a pub and i heard it like more than 15 20 times from different person mm-hmm. The next shop where at my coffee shop right now was was a thrift store and the landlord a new landlord bought the plaza and he said like I don't want thrift store in the shop I want to renovate 
So um, the thrift store left. So I called the landlord. I told him like, I want the, the shop next door. I want to open a coffee shop. And the time I started the renovation in the coffee shop was the minute that the inflation hit. It was like double and triple the cost of the materials. Everything. Yeah, I remember. I remember you, us talking about it. Yeah, like like. It's probably right after COVID, right? Yeah, when exactly. Opened, yeah. When everything opened up again, like two by four, you got it like yeah. for five six dollars right now, like yeah. in normal pli- price. I used to get it for thirteen dollars a piece. Yeah. So after six months. In March 27th, I did the grand opening. I didn't have like full furniture, but I did the grand opening because like I couldn't keep up with the renovation. Just having it closed and everything, right? Yeah, and everybody was talking like there's might might like a new wave of COVID uh, and uh, shutdown again, right? a shutdown. So I just want to open the, the shop mm-hmm. and start making Get money. Get some cash flow. Yeah. yeah. And it was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was so busy. Yeah. I remember, it was, I think it was a Saturday or a Sunday, right? Grand it was, opening? It was Sunday. Sunday, yeah, I remember coming. Oh, yeah. Here, yeah, I was here. I came with my girlfriend. Yes, it's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a Sunday and there's like lineups. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that day, I, I have like full house. All my employees were in behind the bar. And yet I... The wholesale manager of Rosso, he came and he was working with us behind the bar wow. just so we can't keep up. Yeah. Two Not people. Busy. Yeah. Two that's, people. Where, that's where you get your coffee from, Rosso? Rosso, yeah. yeah. It's the best coffee in, 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 in the industry, honestly. Yeah, that is true. Not because, true. not because they are my partner, but like the ethics that they have behind their and business. And the fact that they helped you out on your opening day too, right? Well, the good thing about Rosso, they help all the partners, not just me because like, or I'm special or anything. Yeah, yeah. They just go above and beyond just to to give this little push. Yeah, because at the, the end support. of the day, you're an extension of their business, right? So they want you to succeed. Yeah, and yeah. I, I opened the coffee shop. I want like very like high standards of the coffee shop. I don't want Starbucks. I don't want uh, important standards. I don't want uh, good earth standards. I want like really high standards. I yep. want to compete with the, with the analog, with the bill, with those big, big games, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and um, when I opened, I had like a lot of excitement from Daily Hive, the, the Dished website. Yep. A lot of people they were writing about the the opening of the French coffee. Uh, the good thing, what I did before I opened the coffee shop, a month before I opened the coffee shop or so. I was always on Instagram, keeping my customers up to date of, on everything I do in the coffee shop. And this is, since I opened till today, probably I spend altogether around $400 on paid advertising. Since you opened? Since I opened. Oh wow. It's been eight Per months. month? No, no. Since, since, since opened, I opened, since March, okay. yeah. till today, around like four hundred dollars wow. on paid advertising, and everything was organic. Um, word to mouth, people sharing. Uh, this is how much they were excited for the coffee shop in this neighborhood. 
I couldn't afford a pub, but I would love a pub. But like, it's gonna cost me half a million dollars. It will come. It will come. Huh? It will come. Don't worry. Oh uh, yeah, uh, maybe you know. later on. In the future. One place beside it will shut down, and you buy that one. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll take over the barbershop. You know, I'm open the barbershop. Yeah, over there. <laughs> sports, sports bar. Yeah. So, going back, what would you do differently? Now I'm not talking about like coming to Canada, but I'm talking specifically about the coffee shop. What I would do differently in the coffee shop, like in terms of like. I would be more straightforward because I was very nice with contractors. Mm. They took their time. This is why it took me like six months. My plan was in three months renovation to open after I got the building permit from the city. Yeah. And I could have done it. Yeah. Right? But I was like very nice and just tell people like, oh, take your time, take your time. And um, this is the only mistake I did eventually time costs you money. That's very true. Right? And um, I put, my business plan was like between, because I want to put like the majority of my work by myself. Yep. Right? The plan was like, I work. The only thing like I need city permit, I will hire contractors. Yep. But the rest, I do that. Um, but um, my wife, she wants contractors for everything. So we did that. Our business plan was like between 80 and 100 grand with equipment, with renovations done. With everything, yeah. If I do the work, mm. I end up paying like $160,000 for renovation shit. and so the coffee shop will be done. It's because you used use contractors? contractors? Used contractors and uh, the inflation, triple, triple yeah, the price. inflation, good old inflation. Yeah, and I would be like very straightforward with not rude. I don't want to say rude because like rude, you will lose this relationship. I want this relationship and yeah. for the future. But I'll be straightforward and um, I'll plan a little bit more. I, I was impatient some some places and it, it shows, for example, the floor. I could have done like a little bit better on the floor if I'm like a little bit like patient about it yeah those patience is a blend sometimes right 100 percent. yeah and if you don't have patience your 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 business is gonna go downhill doesn't very have, fast doesn't any yeah. industry right you have a job you know yeah you have an entrepreneur yeah everything takes time right to move up the chain everything takes time like time is money yeah. Yeah. as i said and but when you're gonna plan for a business I want you to take your time. Like you just study every in and out of it. Study your, even like the forecast for the future. In a year or two, how is my business gonna do? Um, finance, uh, ask people like, the only mistake when I was a kid, I was like just showing off around others. Oh, I'm the smart kid in, in the school. I'm very smart and everybody, I was showing off and and this is, this is a huge mistake because I didn't go and find smarter than me, just sit with them and talk to them to take whatever I can take from the information from yeah. those people. So when in like on, in my 30s, I'm ready. But I came to Canada in my, in my early 30s, I'm not ready. I did mistakes here and I learned from my mistakes in here. 
Why? Because I didn't listen to people like bigger than me in the industry, smarter than me, and I was just impatient. We all make mistakes sometimes. We live and learn, right? That's as long right. as we learn. Exactly. Yeah. Take away. Uh, mistakes need to happen. If exactly. you don't make mistakes, you will never learn you and you will learn. never listen to people. Yeah. How many times your mother told you, like, don't do this? Yeah. And you did it. Until you you hurt yourself. That's yeah. where arrogance and ego kicks in then, right? Yeah. You don't, you don't learn from mistakes. Sometimes, yeah, you need to hurt yourself to, you know, learn that valuable lesson. Yeah. yeah, you need to hurt yourself. You yeah. need to learn. You need, like, to do mistakes. Yeah. Right? And this is important, yeah. You know, every successful person, and in my eyes, you're quite successful. You know, you've came to Canada, started from nothing. Now you're somewhere, you have a place that you own, and that you operate quite successfully, knock on wood. So every person like that has a backbone that allowed him to be that person. So what, what, what would you say is your background that allowed you to have that? in you not not everybody can be an entrepreneur it takes a special kind of person well first you need you need to have guts so where do you think you so again like not everybody has guts right so where where can you learn how to have guts like um since i was a kid i used like my my mom my family my mom and dad they used to buy me toys when i got bored from the toy i sell it for people for other kids mm -hmm not just for money for a for like a toy that he has like i want it right but i have like my toy i'm bored of it yeah i will just convince him somehow that my toy is better than your toy why don't throw your toy and i will take it and i'll borrow it for, i will take it or something like that do a swap deal yeah yeah and in school like when i was in, in high school all i do is just hustle because back home when you listen every person who grew up in a really poor environment Either that you can hustle. dream but you cannot achieve your dreams you will be successful when you come to to a country like Canada because mm -hmm. you hustled all those years back home all your years back home all you need to do is just hustle to make money to make a living right and this is like makes you have like a heart a gut to invest in the money that you make for business like for me money is very important but i will i never ever regret anything i spent and i did a mistake of spending those money on right i tried like i i used to do like a leather i used to do bags wallets stuff yeah, like i remember that. you had that business mm -hmm. too yeah yeah and covid took took it away from me right and I love doing leather but if you want to go to the business wide it wasn't successful business I never regret it and I spent like more than 30 grand 40 grand on it yeah right I don't regret things like this what I regret is I didn't learn like those information like you will pay for it when you grow older when you decide to open the business so you realize is, right yeah like when i was i did the drawing for the um, for mechanical drawing electrical drawing plumbing i did it myself i didn't hire an engineer or architect to do it, yeah right but this because i didn't learn from other people i didn't went to ask like 
the London Barber's owner how to do this, I was like, now I don't need to ask yeah. people. I know. It took me like three months. Yeah. Right? So, these, these stuff, it costs you. Um, and people here are different. Our culture is different than... Uh, than than Canada, than North America's culture. Yeah. People here like work to save. When they grow old, they have some money to to enjoy life. Back yeah. back home, we we don't worry about uh, the end growing. Yeah, the yeah. end because there's yeah. somebody to take care of for yeah, of yeah. us, right? So this is the only difference between here and there. So people, they don't take risks because they have kids. They want to like provide for their kids. They want to make sure the kids have like a proper education, have like enough money to to survive when they grow. Because like here, like this culture like lives on independence. You're, you're essentially on your own when you're old. Yeah. Right? yeah. <coughs> your, your, your family is like, you are 18 years old, you pack your stuff and leave. Why do you think it's like that? I don't know if I want to say religion or it's it's a culture. Like when it's something in the culture, this is how the culture built. Yeah. So the mother, if she's a single mother, when her kid is 18 years old, she'll tell him like, leave. If she's still young, I want to live my life. Yeah. But do you think it's affected maybe by financial yes. reasons? Yes. So because here people live, people live for money yeah right yeah sorry i want to be harsh but this is this is how i see things right mm-hmm. um they for example if like two couples one of them is not doing great financially and the other is doing great financially he will reach a place like oh she will reach a place oh i cannot live the, with you anymore yeah but back home they will they will stick like they will stick together no matter what yeah right there's a lot of couples here they do the same thing. I'm not talking about the majority, I'm talking like some, like probably 10, 15 percent, yeah, 20 percent. Yeah. And those 20 percent has like a huge effect on others. Yeah. Right? So... It's an influence from... Right? It's an influence yeah. things. And especially nowadays, all the kids, all the new generation, they learn from TikTok, they learn from social media. They don't... You're not learning from their mother. Yeah. They're not learning from the grandparents. Right? They don't go out. They don't like let play with with dirt. Yeah. Right. Back home, I used when I was a kid. I used come home like my hair is full of dirt. <laughs> But this this like and and all these social media videos and when somebody or a kid they don't have anybody to talk to or or anyone to listen to them. They want to find their, their zen on on specific videos that they find themselves on those videos on TikTok. Someone who, who understands them kind of, right? Yeah, and they take their own influence from those videos. Yeah. It might be like a wrong choice for them, but all they care about like, oh, I'm, I want to be happy, right? But you're going to be happier right now. Are you going to be happy later on in the future? Yeah, no one thinks, because your mindset's not developed properly, right? You can't right? think about it. It all comes down to like instant gratification too, yeah. right? You yeah, post something on social media and then you get likes and then... 100%. You, yeah. but, like, but like what I'm trying to say is you learn from your mom and dad the same yeah. thing as animals. Yeah. Right? Like for example, the bear mo- mother. Yeah. 
she would keep her cubs with her like for two or three years. Those two or three years just learning from her. Yeah. Right? Learn how to eat, learn how to walk, learn how to defend themselves, learn about everything, everything. in life. Yeah. But here, people learning from different way, other ways than the mothers and, and grandfathers. Here, I feel like the yeah, a lot of a lot of the children learn from school. Not even, school is good. Yeah, school too. Like I've not little, necessarily. Yeah, like I have little cousins. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but like, like, school, like this honestly, this conversation can get really political. It's getting political yeah. a little bit, <laughs> but like it's. Again, like it's, I'm not judging yeah. anybody, yeah. and everybody has his own life, and I respect their life. Yeah. But this is how I I live my life. Right? Yeah. So if I respect it's, it's yours, different. you're gonna respect mine. It's not, it, yeah, it's yeah. like this culture that does not necessarily mean that it's wrong. It's just different. It's, it's different. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to How adapt to it. Yeah. Like everybody, like right now in the World Cup in Qatar, everybody like just talking about Qatar like they are like human rights and the LGBTQ community this is their rules you want to go That's there this is their culture their, their culture, rules yeah. you cannot change the whole culture like thousands of years of culture just for for a month yeah right again same thing here I cannot like come and see a family that I don't agree with the way they're living and tell them like oh you need to change you who am I you yeah, learn yeah. and adapt to a new culture right yeah learn I need adapt to adapt to, to this culture but the only thing I, I wish from schools in Canada and in North America, teach kids how to be financially good, learn money, learn investment, learn how to be a successful person in the future. Yeah, I didn't go to a high school here. Kenny, you did. <coughs> I did go to high school here, yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, like the most financial we've learned is probably three. Was Accounting that, 101. That was in post-secondary. If you, oh, wow. you know, if people go to post-secondary. Because we had this one class, it was called Calm Class. I can't remember what it stands for. It was in high school. It was three months long. That's where they teach you financing for three months. What do you learn in three months, right? Yeah. You're still out of high school. Most kids will go to post-secondary or the travel, work, or whatever, right? Yeah. But those three months, I don't remember anything I learned. Right? I didn't use a single thing, probably. Oh wow. Right. So in my eyes, it was completely useless. Right. But you, you do have a good point, though. Like, hey, you know, start them up like junior high, you know, when, as soon as you're like 14, you can get a job start here. Start them right? early. Yeah, so as soon as you get you're 14, you got a job, right? Yeah, just teach them that time. 100%. When they start, like, yeah. when they start having their own money to spend yeah. their allowances, like as, as an adult, mm -hmm. you need to learn about finance. Did you have that in Lebanon? Did they teach that or no? Well, in Lebanon, because we learn the finance again, when you are a hustler. Uh, you learned it on the streets. We yeah, learned you on learn the streets. You learn automatically, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying like our school system is better than here. Yeah, yeah. I, even in Lebanon, I wish they, 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 they teach this too. And, um, and discipline, man. They, they need to bring discipline to schools here. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Discipline is very important. Every single living thing on earth has discipline yeah. toward her it, kids. It, it comes back down to uh, what we were talking about earlier, right? It's a cultural difference. It's a cultural difference. That's, it comes back down to that, right? But, the culture difference. Dude, if you don't have discipline in life, you no. will never have discipline running a business. Yeah. No. You need to have the discipline to wake up in the morning and get to work. 100%. Especially if there's nobody above your head telling you to do that, right? No. Yeah. Like, I have, I know somebody like... I don't want to. I don't want to say names, <laughs> but I know somebody who's very rich, 
he built a coffee shop for her kids. Mm -hmm. He has like three kids. They are like in teens and early 20s. Late teens, teens and early 20s. They opened a coffee shop. It's a very successful coffee shop if they take care of it. Mm -hmm. They opened a coffee shop from 8 a.m. in the morning till 2. 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. Plus, each one of them, they would take 60 grand salary. 60? Six grand. Oh, wow. A month? A month. Wow. Plus, if they want to go to hotel room to have fun with their friends, they add it on the, on the business. This is not this right? Yeah, that's not this point. This is exactly one when you need a discipline for, right? Yeah. If you don't have discipline in life, hey, when your father said like no, not because he hates you, because it's that's not beneficial true. for you. He wants you to learn something out of it, right? Well, it's yeah. also because they didn't start the business themselves. They were given the business by their parents. Exactly. So this is why you need to learn from the early age how to be controlling your finance and be a good person and how to deal like your money and how yeah. to, be, to hold responsible yeah. on these stuff. So when you have this, when you grow up in yeah. early ages, if this phone is working for me and saying hello and answering, why I need to go like go and buy like for fifteen hundred dollar mm -hmm. phone? You know what I'm trying to say? That makes sense. It's saying hello. I can if my mom or my father or my friends call me, I can say hi. The thing it's, is, it's 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 yeah, it really comes down to like asking the question: Do I really need that phone? Yeah, but do I really like, need to spend the money yeah. to go stay at the hotel? Thing is, if nowadays I can't afford it. Yeah, well, that's true. Like the thing is, nowadays, right. like, you know, kids who are in, kids who are in grade six, you know, they have a brand new iPhone 14s. You know, yeah, right? yeah. But it's like, oh, if my friend has it, I need one too. Well, I'm not 100%. part of the friend circle, which is not their fault for yeah, thinking that way, right? Jones's effect, right? Right. right. If your neighbor has it, you want to have it too. 100. Yeah. percent And it's not. This is. This is what I. Again, I find something like people are influenced by others so much in yeah. here, right? As you were saying right now, both of you, like I want what's what my neighbor has, and I forgot to focus on my own life and what my life needs, and fix my life first yeah. before I look at others. Oh, it's right. insane, especially with uh, real estate. Like I was talking, I was telling you, Mary, a couple yeah. of days ago. There's one uh, one guy's you know. Um, He's selling his house. I'm not saying the community name or the guy's name or anything. Yeah, we'll keep the names out. Yeah, but I know who uh, you're talking you about. Don't, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he built the house. It had, I believe, it had a five or six car garage. You know, big family. Yeah. His cousin went and bought the lot across from him. I believe it's across from him or beside him. Built a house twice as big almost, but it had I think a nine car garage or twelve, 12 car garage. Twelve yeah. car garage. I told you, yeah, double of what yeah. that guy had. Yeah. His kids moved out. They're married. You know, it's only him and his wife now. The twelve-car garage, and he can't afford it. Yeah. And he doesn't need the space now. And the thing is, he can't sell it. All he built all that, wasted all the money, just to up his brother, his cousin. And then, yeah, just yeah. because of that, the bank is gonna have the house now. Yeah. They're, they're, right. It's exactly in Same Lebanon. Yeah. The majority of Lebanese people. Yeah. I'm Lebanese because probably now Lebanese people are gonna hate me when they listen to me or saying this. <laughs> but it's the truth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People in Lebanon, they will go, live in debt, to buy the fanciest car, the fanciest clothes, the fanciest perfume, just to show up. Oh yeah, it's, a, it's the same thing here. Like I know people who lease our Range Rovers 
and there's two families splitting it. One week this family, one week this family, just because can't afford the payments. Oh wow! Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, about? we see we see crazy stuff in real estate. Oh yeah. There's ten people on the title. Oh, it's nuts. What you see now when you're in the industry? They can't afford it, but they want a big house. Big house. We have a say back home. If your if your rug is this short, just put your legs as far as this rug reach. Yeah. You cannot like. I don't, I don't know how to say it in English. I know it's it's like don't like it's it's good to reach for the stars, but don't overstretch yourself. Yeah, like you know. And the first thing in well, business, maybe steps at a time, one one step at mm-hmm. a time. The first thing in business when you learn a business, small steps. Yeah. If you do a big step, you're gonna fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing in life. If you're gonna jump like bigger step, you're gonna fall. Right now, if you are walking and you decide to big like huge step, you're gonna you're gonna hurt yourself. Yeah. It's the same thing, same concept on everything, on business or or, or schools or any decision you're gonna make in life. Would you say focus is an important? It's very important thing to have in business. Yeah. It's very without focus, you will be you'll, it's gonna, your business is gonna be a mess. Why is that? Because it's, if you can put a plan off your business to do one, two, three, and those one, two, three is gonna take care of your business, four, five, six, it's not necessary mm-hmm. to do them. But because you're not focusing, you're starting with the number six that you're just not priority for you, and five and four, and you forgot the most important thing. So when you focus on when you have like a really proper focus and you understand your plan and you focus on one thing at a time, your business is gonna run perfectly. Yeah. So as a business, the idea, the first when you find an idea of a business, the first important priority question before anything. Mm-hmm. Target market product or whatever. Yeah. No, why? The question is why. why. Yeah. I want to open this business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why this idea is going to work? Why people going to buy from me? Why people going to come to my shop? So why did you want to open a coffee shop? Because there's demand, there's a need. Mm-hmm. So when you find a need, because like this community, there were like, like literally more than 20, 15, 20 person telling me like, we need a coffee, coffee shop, shop here. here. It's a missing coffee shop. And this so is why I opened a coffee shop. Yeah, it's also important to listen and be aware of your surroundings, you would say. Yeah, like this is attention. 100%. Well, yeah. If you don't listen to people around you, then... I went out doing, on, right? on some two days. Yeah. Went out on the street. I was asking people, like, what do you think about, like, third... So my coffee shop is a third wave coffee shop. They call it a third wave coffee mm-hmm. shop. Third wave coffee shop is a very high standard coffee shop, okay. like analog, monogram, DeVille, philosophy, all these stuff. What's Rossell. the first and second wave? Second wave is Good Earth, Starbucks. So like franchises. Yeah. And then first wave is probably Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, like um, anybody who's doing like a drip on the go, right? They they get like cheap coffee for like, for big volume, right? So you're more of a like a boutique shop. (coughs) Yeah, they call it the third wave. This is like the third wave is probably the best coffee shop. Third wave, best wave. Best wave, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, that's good. Would you say, how hard is it 
How hard was it to find good employees? Because I had a business and it was impossible. It was during COVID time too, so nobody wanted to work. How was your experience? For me, yes. Why? For the London Barbers, yes. Because the majority of the people do, who have experience and they are in, they are in where they are right now, they don't want to leave, especially when the pandemic was. Yeah. Because if they left, they're going to lose the subsidy. The 75% of the government pay, right? If they want to move to a new shop, there's going to be like, they're going to lose the subsidy. They're going to start from zero. The same thing with every, every industry in the city, right? How about the coffee shop? The coffee shop, I, it's, it's hard to find like people with, with experience. But it's not hard to find people without experience like because a lot of people they they applied for me and i i was teaching them here and i spent spent time and and effort on them to teach them the as long as they're willing to learn yes yeah. like there's there's a couple they i felt like they're not gonna be fit for the coffee shop i said tell them like sorry how do you determine that it's f the first impression you always the first impression do you have like, like a checklist for that or is it just no gut feeling because like i never leave my coffee shop I'm, I'm always here to see like what's going on what's the in and out of it and help and if they need me um like when when you own a business you cannot just like depends on employees to, to run the business because in the end of the if and if you have expectation your expectation of your employees is the same as your own expectation of your business your business is going to fail so you can't have the same expectations. You will never, ever. If somebody comes like, oh, why my my employees always leaving my my business? They quit, they quit, they quit. Because you have like really high expectation from them. People just can't work around that. No. Again, like we're gonna go to the rule number one, two, three, and four, five, six. Your the barista's job is one, two, three. You're asking her for four and five. Yeah, especially when it's your own it's your own brand, your own company. Your you're own working on your own dream. But yeah. they're working it's on your dream, so they're not going to yeah, be working. It's on like your own baby, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I remember working me. for people. Yeah, it's different. They always want you to, to pay you less, and they want you to work more. To the expectations, yeah. So when you have like really high expectation from your employee, the same way that you expect to from yourself toward your business, you're gonna fail. They have a job role; they're gonna do their job role, and you should be enough with that. If you want them to do something here and there, and you ask them nicely, if they said no, it's a no. And you cannot be upset with them. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not their job role. They're not being paid enough for that. Yeah. Not, it's not right. part of the payroll. 100%. So, so when you, you can tell on the first impression of any other employee, like I hired to train. Like there's a girl that she was like, I hired like two girls at the same time. One girl, like for example, she was like just never stopped. Always cleaning, always running around, uh, trying to clean. This is this is a person who's gonna impress her boss. This is how you do, right? Even if we take a little bit of time to learn, but you show you are interested in the job. Mm -hmm. The other lady, she's just leaning on the counter and just sipping coffee, half of her shit. The third day, I told her like, I give her like a chance. The second day, the third day, the same thing. She didn't. She didn't show me like this eager to learn. I told her, "Sorry, there's there's people they need their job, and they are they are willing to learn." 
So the first impression is very important. Mm-hmm. What's, what's immigrant mentality? For me, as personal, personal opinion, I don't want, I hate being rich. I don't want to be rich. And even if... Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Why do you hate being rich? Because like every time you grow and you get like more money, your your needs change. Greed's gonna go bigger and bigger. Yeah, you don't want. And you're gonna forget about the concept of humanity, and you will Mm -hmm. treat other people with really bad. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you have money and you have power right now. Yeah. And I don't want to reach that place. Maybe I'm not gonna be the same, right? You will never know because like money changed people. It does. And yeah. so fast. Yeah. As much as you can say you're a nice person, you never know my change. You'll right? never know. Mm-hmm. So if I one day I start like generating a lot of money, I prefer with this money to keep what I'm comfortable with. If I want to travel to see my family, if uh, I need something, I can get it. Yes. Everything above that. I prefer to invest in entrepreneurs in a city and put my money there to invest more and to help them. If I generate more money, I'm going to invest more. Yeah. Build things, build NGOs, build like uh, um, right now. If you, if if the people can see like about the immigrants and all this, house kids are staying without food the whole day yeah when you see that you said like man if i have like just 10 10 grand 20 grand i would go right now mm-hmm. just feed as much as i can right something like that in the end of the day money comes and goes when you die you're not gonna take anything with you except your deeds so this is why i don't want to be rich man i just want to be comfortable in life Right? And every, I'm, I'm 100% sure every immigrant who works so hard just to be comfortable in life. Yeah, I agree. The financial freedom, right? Financially about, happy. Yeah. His family are happy. Stable. Stable. If, if your mom and dad back home, they needed like a push financially, you have the money to do that, right? And every day, like you need like a good car to, yeah. to take you from A to Z a phone and food on a table and what do you want more than that mm-hmm. yeah everything more than that is gonna be boring man yeah how many times can you really enjoy buying a Ferrari right yeah look at the, <laughs> the, the rich people and the billionaires they have a lot of money but they're not happy some of them they're not happy they just show on it on a video they are happy mm-hmm. but they're not there's nothing to do anymore they're overcompensating. Done everything, right? Yeah, there's no exciting about life. Yeah. They can travel anywhere in the world. Yeah. They've done but that probably ten times already. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the I feel like a lot of the excitement comes from the lack of the set thing. So let's say you can't travel a lot and then you get to travel. It's exciting for you. Exciting, yeah. Then you yeah. come back and you save up. So again. when you have too much of it, it's not as exciting yeah. anymore. hundred yeah. percent. So this is why if you set it as a goal and you work for it when you travel yeah and you when you make this amount of money so you can travel you're gonna have fun more yeah when you are so rich and you're gonna travel yeah yeah it's very true i remember i used to save up money all year just to go visit my sister in the states and then it was the best time of my life right yeah imagine you have like millions of dollars and you just like can't go anytime anytime so that's exciting nothing exciting about it 
because you didn't put the effort. Then you start getting an all, all sorts of weird stuff, eating yeah. babies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a topic for another day, man. <laughs> no, that's yeah. good. Is, uh, wow. I think we should wrap it up. Yeah, for, it was for a, this episode, it's pretty good. For this episode. It was a pleasure yeah. talking to you, Ali. Pleasure you too, man. To you, Kenny. Don't talk Thank much. You. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again, and all of us will be a lot more successful. And we''ll be we will. Look, look, we'll be looking back at the first episode. First episode. For sure. So, uh, we will. It's, yeah. it's going to take a minute, but It'll it's, 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 it's going to happen. But we should enjoy that minute. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm sure we will. Awesome, right. buddy. Thank, well, you, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> thank, thank you, Ali.